What's up, you baby dick pussies? <laughs> that was a little harsh. Episode 10, Half Cock Podcast. Bam, bam. Beep, beep, beep. That was awesome. <laughs> this is it's your a man. celebration, bitches. It's a celebration, bitches. This is your boy, Jeff Daughtry, here. What's up, what's up, what's up? To my left, Power Man mm, 6700 today. Oh, I'll take that 6700. Thanks, That's Jeff. Boss, Ricky Ross. How you doing, pal? Fan fucking tastic. Happy to be here, boys. Hell yeah. To his right, he's big. He's bad. He's Baines. Say what's up, baby. What up? How you boys doing? Good I'd also goal. like to point out I'm to his left, not his right. To my right. Oh, okay. You got it. Fucking I mean, big. episode ten. We fucking made it. Woo! I guess we're in a circle, so everyone is hey, to each other's my, I made it. opposite side. How was the weekend? I had a great weekend. It was uh, full of ups and downs. Ooh. As is tradition. Yeah. Um, I saw you in a yacht and some Snapchats. I like, might have been yachting. It looked like very Dan Bilzerian. Actually, I was actually. off the coast of uh, Florida. Nantucket? Wow. Yeah, you know me. Really? I like to get down to Biscayne. Ooh, were you making a score? You know. Ooh. Somebody's got to run it. <laughs> uh, fun weekend. Yeah, got to do some boating. Uh, I'm burnt to shit right now. You should see his arms there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even with sunscreen, I turn into a lobster, regardless <laughs> of uh, how long I'm in the sun. So, Josh, I know you can feel me. You get pretty oh, sunburned. Oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, went to a couple parties. We had a couple friends going away parties on the weekend. A couple. And, boys, I got to tell you, I had a I had a difficult weekend at these going away <laughs> parties. Um, it's And it, it takes a, a certain kind of man to admit his shortcomings. Um, so I went to this party. I went with my man Josh Power. Oh, this one on Saturday. Yeah, for a good we're good friend, Mister Fingers. Yeah, for our good buddy, Mister Fingers. I'm to meet this cat. Uh, I showed up. I was a little hungover. Not gonna lie, had a number of beers the night before. Surprise, surprise. Uh, stomach wasn't sitting right, <laughs> and uh, this isn't necessarily a house party where I feel like super comfortable. You know, sometimes you go to a buddy's house and you've been there a million times. It's hey, what's up? How you doing? How's your mother? All that stuff. Yeah. Th- this wasn't really that scenario, and. I was there for probably 20 minutes, and I could just feel my stomach rumbling. (laughs) Oh, no. Just a locker of coagulated cheeseburgers and the 10, 15 beers I drank (laughs) the night before. Now, during the day, I'd felt good. I went to work and had a nice, decent day. Didn't feel hungover at all. I did eat A&W for lunch. What'd you have? I had a matzo burger and a teen burger. Oh, good pull, dude. I'm not going to lie. I also had yam fries. Oh. It's a healthy order. Diet Coke? $20 order. Wow. Um, But so I get to this party, my stomach immediately is hurting. I'm like chatting to everybody, trying to do my coolest thing. And I'm like, I got to destroy this bathroom. (laughs) And this is not a place I feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. I hate that. So I was like, oh, I had driven there. I had had a beer. I was like, hey, um, I just, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go take my car home and then I'll cab back. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I ended up actually driving to another friend's house because I couldn't make it home in time because I had to shit so badly. Wow. Wow. And I walked into his house. His name will remain nameless. <laughs> and I said, hey, chief, nice to see you. I need to use your bathroom. And I locked myself in his bathroom for a solid 45 to an hour and just <laughs> wow. unleashed the fury. But that sort of goes to show you, you have certain friends who you feel comfortable shitting at their house and certain friends yeah. you don't. So. Could that friend more. that let me uh, stop off at his house, you know who you are. Thank you. Yeah, you owe that you. guy a beer. That's or a real. Girl. That's a, that's a true friend. 
Yeah. Also, you neglected to mention the fact that immediately upon getting to that party, you absolutely fucked me in a game of 10-cup beer pong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's they, why I'd only had one beer. Josh yeah. had six. <laughs> get 12 minutes spent. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. I was... Oh, yeah. My intention there, I, I wanted to get an eight-pack, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have four, maybe eight beers tonight. It's gonna no, be it started off even four better because I had seven beers left from the night before. And he's like, oh, do you, can we just split those? Like, you're not drinking much. I'm not drinking much. I was like, ah, oh, like, I'll probably need seven beers. Like, you should probably just get your own. He's like, okay, well, I'm just going to get one eight-pack. Sorry, continue your story. One okay, pack. so, yeah, I went to the liquor store. They didn't have any eight-packs of PBR, so I got a six-pack and then a six-pack of fucking those American vintage green teas. Very nice. I had some on the weekend as well. Go down real Delicious. easy. Delicious. Very nice. So I figured, you know, 12 is basically eight, especially when six of them are iced tea. Yeah, that's uh, good math. Yeah. Uh, and then I basically drank my six pack of PBR within the first half hour of being there. Um, so then the four to eight beers turned into 20, 22, something like that. Holy yeah. shit. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad influence on myself. You honestly ran 20 drinks at this one party? I think it was about that because we went back to the liquor store and got another 15 case of those American Vintage. I got a text from him at, at 2.30. Hey, man, do we have room in our fantasy football league? And I didn't answer until the next day. And I was like, uh, Josh, who are you trying to get into the fantasy football league? He's like, honestly, man, I have no idea. <laughs> Power like, Man made a new friend. He's like, whoa, we're talking fantasy. Oh, I, I made, I I made a ton it. of friends. I would do it too. I totally see it. Man, I made a couple dope bets. I dope? Bet, I bet Mr. Fingers that the Bills were going to make the playoffs. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna, I know. Much money. He's such an idiot. I'm totally going to make this. only yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah, that's what Cole meant. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then How I much bet, money? Just 20 bucks. Oh, and then I bet this other dude there that... Uh, what was it that the Bills were going to win their first preseason game against the Colts? That's a hairy bet. I know. Uh, so I I was like, oh, what's the conversion rate? He wanted to bet like fifty bucks American. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll run like seventy six dollars. It's like nine grand. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Preseason football might be a way to make some real cheddar. Yeah, because the odds Total are so guess. skewed. You never really know if you can get a day of confirmation that a half decent quarterback is starting, then you could make some real coin. I know the Redskins are starting all three quarterbacks on Thursday versus the Browns. Oh, so no decent ones, so not worth betting. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking prick. Uh, We don't get to talk about our weekends and skim by your little uh, boys' vacation you went on. Oh, I did, I did, I did. Any cocktails for the boys or what? No, absolute pussyless. Um, (laughs) There was not a woman in sight. A lot of good laughs with fellas. Me and Nicole Buzz went up to Parksville. Uh, Green snake and a mulch. Uh, you know, a little, little, little beachy time, little cocktail here, little ice cream shop there, lots of grilling, lots of drinking. Oh, and then, uh, my main man, Mulch, he goes, you tried these fucking mushrooms pills before you dumbasses? I go, no, he goes, well, you're fucking about to. So have you guys tried these at all? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with them now too. <laughs> Holy shit. So we're having a few beers all day. You know, we had a nice buzz on all day. Probably a good 10, 15 drinks by then. I know. I saw your Twitter feed. <laughs> there, yeah, you can, Baines can judge my, my lifestyle by my Twitter feed, how outlandish it gets. And the spelling probably gets worse and worse and worse. Anyways, had a few drinks, smoked a few joints, and we started on the fire. You know, let's crack these mushroom pills. Okay, we had one. We're like, oh, it's all right. Had two. Like, oh, we're feeling pretty good now. And he's like, well, fuck, let's might as well have three, right? So we might as well go for a soda. Yeah, so we had three, and we're all feeling pretty tingly. We're just laughing hysterically. Nothing's funny at all, probably. And there was three left. He goes, well, fuck, we might as well dummy the rest of this case. So, you know, 
four each in, smoked a few more joints, a few more drinks. We started doing a little nature walk. <laughs> Met a few interesting people, we'll say, on the Ooh, hike. Real and, people? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, they were figments of my imagination, actually. Saw some colors, some people, and uh, passed out by 11.30 at night. And no new, <laughs> no new kills to report. No, definitely. Didn't yeah. even talk to women all weekend, I don't think, actually. That's kind of nice sometimes, though. Yeah, that's really what I was going for. But it was a fun weekend? <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute blast. We, me, and, uh, me and Snakeville uh, went golfing yesterday. Finished around about 4 o'clock, and he was trying to trying to get me to pound beer so I wouldn't have to drive home and stay up there. But I, so I got to fucking work today, so I left. But uh, absolute blast. Good, 10 man. out of that's 10. Awesome. Phenomenal. I'm that, glad you guys had fun, too. It really uh, puts a smile to my face. Yeah, it seems like our best overall weekend report. <laughs> it might be, yeah. Yeah, oh, and uh, to my earlier point about trying to tell myself that I wasn't going to drink. Uh, on Sunday night, my Dumb. second going away party, I did manage to limit myself to two beers for the first time ever. Because you were out of money. Basically. <laughs> That's called winning by default. That's yeah. right. Hey, you know what? I'm going to chalk that up as a big old W. A dub's a dub, baby That's boy. a push. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. The Sunday night going away party. I forgot to get to that. Where was this at? Oh, oh, Bartholomew's downtown. Oh, Bart's is a cool joint. Yeah, I like it there. I like there. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting so fucking sunburned out on the boat <laughs> on Sunday. I had to. He's text not lying. The, I'm looking at him right now. The person whose going away party it was, and be like, "Hey, um, I'm really sorry. I'm too fucking burnt to come to your going away party." And she's like, "Uh, yeah, that's." Okay, understandable. Next time, just wear fucking sunscreen. I was like, I, I did wear sunscreen. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not doing this on purpose. Yeah. So I felt like a bag of shit. Hey, sometimes you need a little recuperation time. Yeah. Uh, that anything... was almost like a Mr. Fingers level level excuse. Oh, no. It was not nearly his. He, his would be like, oh, I have to play uh, board games over Skype with my mom. She's on the East Coast right now. It's like, fuck off. You're not playing Clue. <laughs> He doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll be fine. He will when I tag him in it. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, good weekend. Success for the boys. Did anyone see the fight Saturday night? Saturday afternoon, I should say. I watched a couple replays. Yes, okay. I didn't watch the full fight. I didn't go. I didn't uh, get the card. It was a free card, wasn't it? It was free card, yeah. yeah fight I didn't night. watch the fight night. Colby, Chaos, Covington brought the motherfucking heat brought the noise he brought the noise you suck you, you suck. suck anyone doesn't know that's kurt angle's walkout song the wwe champion it, olympic medalist um we love hating on colby yeah on this podcast but i loved watching him walk out with the american flag and the was, fucking kurt angle walkout song oh, it was great it was a celebration and um he did what i thought he would not do he took robbie dollar robbie dollar Robbie Lawler down for five rounds in a row. Constant pressure was in his face, punching him, kicking him, taking him down, submission attempts. He didn't finish him, but uh, he did win a five-round decision, an absolute beatdown. Uh, it was most strikes landed in UFC history, actually. About 550 shots he landed on Robbie Lawler. Um, he looked phenomenal, insane pace. The guy, man, has cardio for days. And Robbie Lawler is one of the toughest outs at uh, the welterweight division. I was blown away. I thought Robbie Lawler was going to... TKO in the first round to be honest I was going for Colby but I was blown away with that performance it's kind of two tough fights in a row for Robbie Lawler I think he is what one and three in his last four fights but it's Robbie Lawler but he's so good he knocks motherfuckers dead all the time he's great to watch yeah so what's next for Colby do you think because that was really the only interesting fight on that card oh we're not going to mention anything else no big deal um 
the welterweight current champ Kamaru Usman was in the in the booth after they almost actually got into it um, in a little after um, after a, interview it was a pretty, little after hours yeah party. It, was, it was pretty intense um, they almost threw down that's obviously sets the fight up you know build a little marketing a little shit talk for you right folks there. that like the UFC but maybe don't necessarily follow it that closely go on YouTube and look up the Colby Covington <laughs> Kamaru Usman Beef. after fight talk it was so fucking funny it was hilarious because you could tell that Covington's not afraid of anybody. No, he in does the not world. give a shit. And Usman's very fucking good. He's a killer. He's a good fighter. But he beat the shit of Tyrone Woodley for five rounds. No he, one does that. You can definitely tell that that's going to be a, a dope fight. When <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped up. They're already shit talking about Madison Square Garden in November, so I hope that happens. That'd be a fantastic scrap. Mm-hmm. Two great wrestlers with cardio for days. Um, it'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, I, I have nothing to add on that card. I guess the only other UFC thing that I had to talk about was uh, the speculation has somewhat come to an end with Chris Cyborg and her contract. Wow, big news. Uh, Dana White saying on Twitter, we are not in the Cyborg business. She got the boot. Now, are we totally positive that he's just not confirming that they don't have like human-machine hybrids in the UFC yet? Good question. I don't think so. Okay. I think Chris Cyborg has been released by the UFC. I'm about 95% sure, we'll say. We'll go with that right now. That's yeah, a good percentage. Because uh, we aren't totally sure. We haven't seen the paperwork. No. <laughs> we don't know if they're just talking about they're no longer following through on the purchase orders for the Cyborgs that they're waiting for. Never the know, man. We're waiting for the half-cock lawyers to get back to us. Yes. Uh, it might take some time. Uh, our lawyers are vetting those documents right now. Fuck, we might need a lawyer pretty soon, eh? The thing that sucks about this is that well, we need a lawyer now. But I assume you're a business owner. I'm assuming you have a lawyer already. Yeah. Because you know Josh and I sure as fuck don't. Um, yeah. I know a couple. Me too, actually. I've seen a lot of legal dramas, so I could probably like slide on in there maybe. Oh, I remember a grade 11 law class. I can just email Dick Wolf and see if... <laughs> And see if he'll be willing to represent us. Oh, yeah, get some to worst. Sam Watterson on the scene. Yeah. Uh, it's really too bad because all we wanted to see was the Amanda Nunez, uh, Chris Cyborg. Fuck. I was really looking rematch. forward to that rematch. There's not, there's just, not to sound like a sexist pig, there's not many more fights in the female um, featherweight division. Well, so. and you said something interesting to me earlier. Did I really? <laughs> I'm saying that for the sake of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I believe uh, it was a stupid cunt off air you called me, but uh, go with that. You said that you thought Dana didn't want Cyborg to fight Nunez because of how marketable and how good she is for the UFC. I think Dana saw Nunez win that fight and show her what Cyborg had. Cyborg could have knocked Amanda Nunez out that night very easily. She's the hardest puncher in the female mixed martial arts history. Nunez just got to her too quickly. He did. She did fantastic, 100%. She won the fight fair and square. But the only real challenge, I think, of that weight is Chris Cyborg. So I thought Dana kind of like, you know, hide your number one female meal ticket out away from Cyborg's range. He, they never got along in the past. There's there's many variables going on there. But um, Question. Um, shoot, baby. I mean, if, say, Cyborg did win that fight against Nunez, wouldn't that... Like, how is she not as marketable as Amanda Nunez? American and a Brazilian. Uh, um, patriotism. Also, if you if you play They're Dana's Brazilian, game, actually. Dana will play your game. No, are they both Brazilian? Yeah, I thought, they are. Okay, yeah. sorry, my bad. No problem. But if you play Dana's game, Dana will play your game. Yeah. So Dana likes people that uh, love the UFC. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that 
will follow him and follow what he says. That's why Dana loves Connor. Also, Connor's a goddamn cash cow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But uh, there's so many guys that could have been Connor McGregor. I'm not saying they were as good as him or had the same skill, but there are guys that if they just played the Dana White game, they probably would still be fighting the UFC. No, Dana plays the best friend card tickets. pretty well. And Dana White and Cyborg never got along forever, so. Yeah. Hey. And that's uh, closed. That book's closed anyway. She's gone. Bye-bye. See ya. Peace. Peace up. No bookmark. No folded corner. No. Totally burned. Gone. We'll, we'll see them fight in Bellator in five years. Yeah. When they're both over the hill. And they all hate Dana. And one of them is an actual cyborg. I saw your boyfriend made a big uh, signing this weekend as well. Tom Brady? No, Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond Green did. Uh, you immediately took to Twitter to say that it was one of the worst signings you've seen. Yeah, Draymond should not make $25 million a year. It averages, what, seven points a game? It's so funny. On first take the next day, they were talking <laughs> about if it was one of the worst player signings. He was saying I agree. that Draymond should have waited until next summer and he would have gotten more money. More than $25 million for God gets seven points a game. And they were saying how he should have just played his cards better and he would have gotten way more money. And I was like, wow, this really... <laughs> is going well for me a hundred million dollars he's played his cards well so i just want to quickly rehash your argument my argument Go. so yeah buddy y- your problem with him making 25 million dollars a year is that he only scores seven points a game yeah the thing you have to understand is that he's a hugely multifaceted player who has been at he has been a a linchpin of a championship team that has won three uh, championships in the last six years, right? Surrounded by the greatest shooters ever to play the game. Sure. He's the best defensive player on that team. He can play all five positions. He's also the best passer on that team. He can't play point guard. He can't shoot. He cannot play all five positions. He can play all five positions. He leads them in passing. You don't need to be a good shooter to be a point guard. He really? can get, he, Yeah, really. So... I think he's getting 25 million. That's very reasonable. I'm not saying oh that he's goodness. I'm not saying that he's in my top 10, but I think that what how far 25 million goes in the NBA nowadays, he's more than worth 25 million. The example I brought up was Marcus Saul. Do you think that Marcus Saul is better than Draymond Green? He gets double the points, he has better percentage, he gets more rebounds. Yes, I do. Okay. It's not even close. He averages six fewer assists he can't guard the best player on the other team all of his points come in the paint he can't stretch the it doesn't floor. matter where the points come from the points are points it does matter because that's what people look for now is a stretch forward they look for somebody that can stretch the floor not somebody that scores from two feet in front of the hoop right and that's why guys like Serge Ibaka have had to change their game and learn how to shoot threes and learn mm-hmm. how to stretch the floor well, Mark can shoot a three well the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think that you need to Put your hatred aside a little bit. Oh, you are 100% correct. I do fucking hate Draymond Green. <laughs> I mean... That is... You're you're totally right about that. I think that if you go back and you look at some of the things that he's done, he's actually kind of a Jeff Daughtry player. Like, the time that he slapped LeBron in the nuts. That I could see dope. you doing that. Yep, okay. The time he accidentally tweeted a picture of his hard dick. That's dope. I could totally do that too, yep. Yeah, so I think that if you really looked back in the annals of Draymond Green... He might you know, be. You know what? Fuck you. You're really trying to sell me right now, and I'm I... kind of digging what you're saying, all right? <laughs> He's a really good salesman. Yeah, you are. You are a really good salesman. I want to disagree with you so fucking bad. What you're saying is making me smile and think more, so. <laughs> Just uh, go back and, and look at some of the things he's done. 
Also, you gotta give him you gotta give him a little bit of love. I I'm gonna get this wrong. I think he was the 28th pick in the draft where he was drafted. Was he? There's 27 players picked before him, and he can name every single person. He can name every single pick. That was pretty and, cool when he did that. You know what? None of those guys have three championships. No, they don't. Fuck them. Fuck them. So that's what I feel about Draymond Green. Well, my point just got devalued. Okay, thanks, bro. No, no. Holy shit. No. Healthy debate. That was good debate. You're right. And sometimes. Someone is very convincing. I'm buying you a Draymond Green jersey for Christmas. I will not wear that. <laughs> you will. And you will like it. Apparently his boyfriend's out until the All-Star break as well, hey? Clay? Yeah, I Amazing player. Love him. Still hate Golden <laughs> State, but I do love Clay Thompson. Yeah. My name was on that team. For Clay's sure. pretty dope. I think yeah. that uh, one thing that's cool is with the signing of D'Angelo Russell, he can slot in at the two guard, and you can have uh, the team at least treading water. Okay. Until the All Star break, until Christmas, until whenever uh, Clay gets back, and then. But if, you think they're a 500 team without Clay and Kevin Durant's obviously gone now too. I think that they're an oh. over 500 team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that for sure. I say. So I maybe say be, the All Star break, they're six, seven. I think higher than that. I think okay. four or five. But nice. Okay. I think that when they get Clay back, that immediately makes them a contender. Everybody's really ready to write them off. I don't think you can write that team off. People yeah, forget about two seasons of Steph Curry being the MVP, one of them being a unanimous MVP, and those two seasons were without Kevin Durant. People forget about this team going head-to-head with the best Cleveland Cavaliers team there's been and beating them. Yeah, the LeBron finals. at his peak, wasn't he? No Kevin Durant. Now you lose Aunt Andre Iguodala, who at that point was a very good defensive player. He that won point. finals MVP, Sorry, right? Sorry, at that point. Uh, but you add D'Angelo Russell, who is a very, very good scorer, 24 years old, hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. I think that they're going to be a lot better of a team than everyone else thinks they are. Oh, okay. You're making me think a little more, to be honest. Yeah, because I thought, I thought it'd be a great team, obviously, but yeah. Also, you know I jerk off to a picture of Steph at night. Anyway, yeah, you so. do love Steph. <laughs> and nothing Those wrong shut. with that. You like who you like. Yes. Well, sticking with the NBA, one last little topic I had was um, my heart kind of got broken a little bit. Um I wanted a big celebration party. I wanted to buy that Vince Carter jersey with the Raptors on it. I won't be doing so. Mr. VC signed one more year with the Atlanta Hawks. And you should be happy about that. Oh, fuck. You're probably right in the grand scheme. But my heart wanted that jersey and to see him on the sidelines and throwing those dunks down. But Yeah. Hey. I saw a funny uh, note the other day that, so this is Vince Carter's 21st season. He's turning 42. He's now played 50% of his life in the NBA. Has he been playing the whole time, though? Like, did he even play for the last... Really? Yeah, he's been playing. Yeah, oh, he's shit, been playing straight through. That's fucking wild, His dude. minutes are definitely down than he, he used to play, but he's still playing 8, 12, you know, 14 minutes a game. God but, damn. Yeah, imagine for, like, our ages, if you spent half of your life doing one specific thing at a professional level. Like, that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. I also got a couple... Uh, tweets and notes from people last week thinking I was shitting on Vince Carter. I love Vince Carter. He's obviously dope. He's, he sees the man. Yeah, I, I love everything he represents. I was just saying for the Raptors, I didn't think he was the answer. For a team that Kyle Lowry says is going to try to run it back, I don't think signing a 42-year-old shooting guard that plays eight <laughs> minutes is a good idea. Maybe if they signed Lynn Sanity. Oh my god, Jeremy. That would be a good idea. Motherfucking Lynn! But, uh, Maybe yeah. Mello. Vince Carter gone off to the Hawks. Any other NBA news? Um, not to my knowledge. No, uh, I was busy all weekend. Didn't really pay too much attention, to be honest. But 
one thing that we discussed the last couple weeks was uh, Michael Thomas and his contract situation with the Saints. And uh, he, this week, officially signed his $100 million ticket. I believe you called that dollar for dollar last week. I did. That was fucking amazing. Uh, I am not an insider. These are just uh, things that I hear. Uh, but very exciting for the Saints to lock up one of the best players in the league. Do you uh, have Roger Goodell's phone number? I do, yes. Have you been talking to him? It's uh, 1-800-I'm-an-asshole. <laughs> but I'm really excited to have Mike Thomas signed up under contract wow. for the next few years, especially for the last, I, th- I think he signed, uh, it was it was five years, $100 million. Yes, sir. So it'll be good to have him there for the remainder of Drew Brees' career. He did have the best selly of last season. Now you know me. I'm I'm Did like he? I'm a no fun guy. I don't really like the uh, the after the whistle <laughs> antics. But that cell phone selly was one of the the coolest things that I saw. Yeah, after the was whistle. a throwback to Joe Horn. That was a throwback to Joe oh, Horn. Oh shit! Uh, for and we know those how much you love the Horn. Don't oh. don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Joe Horn back in oh, 2001. Joe Horn jersey. Ran to the end zone. Uh, pulled a cell phone out from under the uprights and uh, made a made a call. Uh, and Michael Thomas did the same thing this year against the Rams, which I is very dope. Joe Horn had a Motorola Razor, though. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But. Mike Thomas had trouble finding an old phone like that, <laughs> he but did, he I did guess. have a flip phone. If I remember correctly, that was against the Rams, and he did it over Marcus Peters. He was it a was. huge bum, and I hate Marcus <laughs> Peters. So. Fuck you, Rams fans. Fuck you, L.A. Fuck you, oh, Chargers that... fans, too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. All of them. And the Rams won the Super Bowl this year, but we'll see. Oh, if they can score more than three points in the Super Bowl, we'll see. That's a very good point you make. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas, where do you rank him amongst your top receivers? Do you think he's worth the largest receiving contract in league history? I think that's a little far, but the way the receivers are trending in that direction, I can't see it being a big issue. He's definitely my top five. I got Julio and A.B. and Odell. I think I put him right there at three or four slot. Yeah, which leads to an interesting situation going on down in Atlanta where Julio Jones hasn't uh, reported to camp right now. He's holding out for a contract extension. He's got one year left on his deal. What's he getting paid for this last year, do you know? I don't don't know. Uh, The one thing that I do know is he probably thinks he's better than Michael Thomas, so he thinks he deserves over $100 How old's Michael Thomas? 23. What's Julio got, 28-ish? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to pay the young man, I think, don't you? 100%. Just to go back to the Michael Thomas thing, one of my favorite parts because I'm not a fan of players holding out. I am a fa- I am in favor of players getting as much money as the market will give them. Fuck yeah, why not? I think that's totally good. Like get as much money as you can. I don't like you holding out under contract, right? It's kind of a bummy move. Like can can they just pay you fucking if you had a shit year the year before? No, they can't. No, I don't like that. He he didn't have a shit year though. He had a no, really good year. You're yeah. right. You're right. Uh, but I loved it when he went back to practice the first day. He, he was back at practice every single uh, place that he lined up. The defensive coordinator for the Saints put Marshawn Lattimore on him. Oh, really? And Lattimore is one of, I would say, the top five best corners in the yeah. league. And Michael Thomas didn't catch a single ball for the first <laughs> for the first two hours of practice. No shit. So he signed a $100 million contract in the morning and then didn't catch a ball until the late afternoon because oh. Lattimore was locking him down. Just right up in his kitchen all game. Which I love that. That's a little gamesmanship, right, from the, the defensive coordinator. You can't let the boy shine that much. You got to put a little heat in his face. Yeah. Keep him honest. I like it. When it comes to Julio Jones, what do you think, Jeff? Do you think he's a product of his situation? Do you think that... 
if he was in a different market, he would be doing more ridiculous things? Or do you think that he's become so good because he has Matt Ryan throwing to him? He's kind of right in between there. Matt Ryan is a big downfield ball throwing kind of guy. Not many swing passes, not many short checkdowns. He just loves downfield. Well, and then they drafted, what, Calvin Ridley two years ago, I guess, from Alabama. So he got all the, I guess Julio double-teamed so many times last year. Ridley was open. He, I think Ridley had, what, 14 touchdowns or something like that. He looked amazing, too. But I know he had three against the Saints. He did. It was a big game. Um, who else does Atlanta have? The third receiver I'm thinking of. Uh, Amon Sanu? Sanu? Oh, yeah. They have Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. Um, so he, and he'd be... He's any, very good. Any of those three guys would be the top Redskins receiver. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have a, I think they have an absolute nasty receiving core. When you have three guys of that caliber, um, one of them's going to be open. Yeah. So I think Ridley was benefited from the so many touchdowns last year in the red zone. Making those balls. Julio still put up 12, 1,300 yards. He was his lowest touchdown production ever. You have three touchdowns or something yeah, like that? Yeah, three or four, I believe. But, I don't know, he got so many 40-yard passes. He's still at 12, 1,300 yards, like I said. So. It's kind of crazy, though. People consider him in the upper echelon overall of players. You have guys like Gurley, who had 21 touchdowns, or Kamara, yeah. who had 18 touchdowns. And then... It's fucking filthy. It is filthy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I can't ridiculous. wait to see what Kamara's going to make in a couple years. Oh, it was really good at the... Uh, Saints media day the other day one of the reporters asked Sean Payton they said so uh with Ingram gone this year is this finally the year you're gonna start letting Kamara go and he just like looked at the guy and looked so disgusted and just like <laughs> jokingly put knocked his mic over and was just like next question Beauty. don't ask me dumb questions you dumb idiot yeah oh my goodness uh so hopefully Julio signs soon because I love watching the Saints kick the shit out of the Falcons. I like watching the Falcons fail, and I don't want their fans hurt. to have any reason to say why they're failing. Well, one more holdout. Our boy is not my boy at all. I don't know why I said that. Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys. I fucking hate the Cowboys. Yeah, literally they're, none they're, of our boys. They're going to sign him and pay him. What do you think that number is going to be? I don't know if they're going to sign him and pay him. I fucking hope they don't, but they're, they they're will. They're pretty oh, fucking it'd be stupid. Amazing if they didn't. Uh, they're gonna, they're, it's going to happen. It's, it's is, he, is he not essentially all they have right now? Well, well Dak, no, Dak they have Amari the Cooper and Dak Prescott in a Ooh, very, very, Amari very Cooper. good defense. I forgot about Amari Cooper. But yeah, Van Der Esch is going to be up there for MVP. But Zeke is is elite, right? Like he every since top. in terms of games that he's played, he's led the league in rushing since he joined the league. He's top three. Running backs NFL? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say Saquon. <clears throat> right there. Anyways, yeah. What's he going to make? I'm just, what do you think? I, you're, you're on these numbers, Baines. I, I give me a number. I don't know the numbers. I, I guess you have to give him Todd Gurley money or Le'Veon Bell money What's or that, more 15? than that. No, no, it's like 22. He's making that a pop? Yeah, but wow. how? I don't know how you do that when you're the Cowboys. That's not the Cowboy way. Which got, is fucking funny because... They got to sign Dak and Amari Cooper this year or two. Yeah, so. Dak is next year, Amari's next year also. I don't see that's possible, sign them all. Yikes. Uh, that holdout is going to be, I think, the one that goes the distance. Please hold out. I don't think that him. he's going to report to camp without getting paid. No. And he's young enough and has shown enough that if they don't want to pay him, then he'll just eat up those last years of his contract. He'll get out of his contract at 25, 26 Oof. and be in his prime, right? Ready to rip. You know Jerry Jones is an alcoholic. You just have to... Jerry Land. Oh, I was going to steal that. That was from part of my take. They're like, you just have to catch him on the right day drinking enough Henny and he'll sign anybody for a <laughs> I'm glad I didn't steal that. Um, credit where credit's due? Yes. Shout out part of my take. 
the only the only oh, fuck <laughs> the good. only other holdout that we have is uh, Melvin Gordon. Well, I'm sure there's actually some other ones. Isn't your boy holding out too? Your left tackle, Trent Motherfucker Williams. Yeah, he wants a big bag, basically. But he deserves it. He's really good. He'll probably. Although get I'm pretty he sure he was on the field when Alex Smith broke his leg. So he was. He was not the man covering that rusher. Uh, what is he looking for? Because tackles make some decent coin. He wants 17 to 18 and a half kind of range. He's 30. He, he's he's 30, old, though. He's 31. He plays about 12 games a year. He's already made $100 million with the Redskins, so I'm kind of like... Cut him. I, I love him. He's a great player, but it's like if $100 million is not enough for playing 12 games a fucking year, like fucking cry me river. Fuck, dude. He got his bag. Yeah, he got a big bag, yeah, so... I don't know. You can only cry and bitch and whine so much, I think. I'm doing the bag thing yeah, now, by the way. You like the bag? I'm that, yeah. Throw it in the bag. What was that song? Never mind. It was Throw It In The Bag. Yeah, well, uh, hey, nice pull. Who was it, sir? Chamillionaire. I fuck don't know. The, fuck the price tag. Uh, so, M. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, so Melvin Melf. Gordon uh, holding out, not loving the Chargers right now. Yeah. He is very good. There's no question about that. He has had a couple injury issues, and they've shown that they can win with or without him. Uh, obviously, they are the second fiddle in L.A., Le'Veon. But, Le'Veon Bell's on all these motherfuckers running back's head nowadays, isn't he? Yeah, fuck. Zeke. You give one Melvin. of them the money, and all of a sudden, all of them are holding They all want bag bags. No, but it's it's fair, right? Like, he is worth what he's asking for. This just comes back to exactly what I said. I yeah. hate it when you're holding out when you're <laughs> under contract. <laughs> yeah. What What is he asking for? I think he's looking for that, like, 17 to 20 range yeah, okay. as well. The the sort of girly, girly Le'Veon type. Think he'll get it? He'll get it. I don't think he'll sorry. get it with the Chargers. Yeah, we'll get it in San Diego, sorry. Yeah. Or I, LA, sorry. I hope that he stays there. Uh, I think that he's really good and they have a good team, and that's good for the AFC, having that LA team there. But uh, he seems like he doesn't give a fuck if he's on the Chargers or not. <laughs> no, he right? wants to get paid. It's not one of those things where he's like, I really love playing for the Chargers organization, one of the shittiest, long-lasting organizations in I football. love all 12 Philip Rivers fucking children. Can I play with them in the offseason? <laughs> like, like, shut the fuck up and pay me. That's why he's holding out. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to see Phil's fucking family every year at training camp. Can we kill these motherfuckers? Oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> they talked about that in the top 100. They're like, Phil doesn't swear. It's amazing. It's like, that's not fucking cool. What he's a fucking pussy. <laughs> He just sets a good example for for the chilling. What do you think though, Dodge? Is he worth the money? No. What? Not. Who's better than Melvin Gordon in the league? Zeke. Running backs. Yeah. Zeke and I hate him. Yeah. Saquon. Yeah. Kamara. Yeah. That's the top of my head. I, I like Christian Fournette. McCaffrey. I like Fournette's game a lot too. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, but Fournette's got the injury issues that you like. I he, mean. Yeah, you're totally right. He does I like his game? I should say. Yeah. Well, was aside. that a Redskins desk where you like he's got those injury issues that you like? <laughs> no, that that was a total uh, Freudian slip. Oh. The um, Redskins do love broken running backs. What are you talking about? Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson. Geis, that's, that's Clinton Portis, the man. Anyways, uh, is that about it for our current uh, holdout segment talk, boys? I think so cool. Sorry for slipping Trent Williams in there without you having any prep time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just wanted to test you we'll on your come Redskins back to that later, yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, there's a couple... Well, not a couple. There was one major cutting and signing in the NHL this week. You want to take us through that? Yeah, the uh, the buyout and the subsequent signing of Kevin Shattenkirk by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it sounds like the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the signing of yeah. Kevin Shattenkirk. <laughs> uh, I think that is a really, really, 
really fucking good deal for the Bolts. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what has he got? One year, $1.75 million. Right-handed Easy. defenseman, can move the puck. Oh, he can move the puck. He's like, he's not the best defensive defenseman, but that's not why you're buying him. You're getting him probably second power play. What's the reason for the buyout on New York's behalf? I, I think I think the prevailing opinion is that Shattenkirk is just, he's not old per se, but that's what they're trending towards is a young, fast team. And I guess he was just making more than they thought he should for what he was able to do and for his age. So I, I, sorry, go ahead. Is he top four? Like on the team? No, defenseman. In the, like league? in the league? No, on the team. Oh. oh, yeah, he would slot into the top four on the <laughs> oh, okay. team. Okay. Yeah. He'd probably take Strawman's. Okay. Probably take Strawman's spot. Yeah. Well, it's 1.75 because they can't. Well, they have cap issues, right? Yeah. He probably wants to go play there with McDonough, their, their boys. Yeah. Why wouldn't he want to go play there? Yeah. Uh, and the Bolts couldn't sign him to anything else. It is strange, though, how quickly he signed with them and how low of a, a number it is. Yeah, I wonder if there were already some talks. It also might be something to do with his cap value based on the buyout, where if they pay him more money, then New York pays him less. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not if, following that, if they If, if so a team signs him to a bigger contract, then they might have to pay back New York for some of the money that New right. York pays him. Yeah, because yeah. as part of the buyout, the Rangers do pay his entire salary. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, a, that's that, a good point. Yeah. Hadn't really we'll considered that. that. You're supposed to be the hockey expert here, so. Expert? Fuck, man. I'm a drunk degenerate, and I like watching sports. There you go. Good producer, though. Uh, anything else to add on that one? Uh, no, just reiterating how good of a deal that is for, I think, all parties involved. It gives Shattenkirk another opportunity to maybe stay not injured and get back to his uh, winning ways. I think he's going to be a fucking great fit there. Like you said, his buddy's on the team. Fuck, it's going to be warm weather. He's not going to have the pressure of playing in the fucking Rangers market. Yeah. Although, I mean, he is joining a team who's tied the league record for wins last year, so I guess there's a bit of pressure there. They well, the cup. if you think about that top 4D now, you've you've got Hedman, McDonough, Shattenkirk now, and... Oh, uh... Sergeant. Sorry, uh, The other one. Uh, that's a really good top four defense fan. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Good signing for them. Uh, congratulations to Kevin Shattenkirk for getting paid a bunch of money, even though it wasn't under the best circumstances. Yeah, we'll see what, how he looks next year. Sweet. Cool. Okay, so moving on from that, I guess Josh will go to our recurring segment, uh, our top 50 albums of all time. I think we're going from 30 down to 21. Do you want to get us started? Yeah, that sounds about right. This is definitely our most popular segment. Um <laughs> So, uh, coming in at number 30 for old JP. Well, okay, just because you said it's our most popular segment, <laughs> I just wanted to read a text that I got about your album choices. Have I seen this text today? I think you have. Oh, Do you mind one. if I read this to you, Josh? Um, you know, I would love to hear the opinion of your idiot friends. <laughs> I, I Sorry, wanna... that, that's, that's, I'm sure he's probably actually probably saying something good. It's, it can be our idiot friends, and at least it means they're listening, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. So we had a friend that said, this is in quotation marks, speaking from Josh Powers' perspective. Coming in at 587,969, my favorite record is one you've never heard of, but I used to f***ing my hole to it in the shower as a prepubescent 14-year-old. This album is called Mega Shit. (laughs) It's a pure ballad between two male lovers set in the Sahara Desert. They rode camels for eight hours before 
dropping and recording this little dirty ditty. <laughs> Have a listen and enjoy. Wow. Is is MAGA shit on your list? Uh, no, it didn't quite make the cut. <laughs> I, I don't know. That number's a little big to fit inside 50. They hit 53. Um, yeah, Sorry. I'm, I'm, but so not to make fun of your music, because no, I put hey, Jimmy World on my last list. Honestly, so. to be totally honest, um, the majority I li- of music I listen to is not for the feeble-minded, so <laughs> I, totally, I totally get that it goes over some people's heads, and that's okay. That's totally okay. Or in some people's butts. Yeah. <laughs> Mega shit. <laughs> uh, thank you to that loyal listener who sent that in. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Lead us off, number 30. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I mean, this is probably... We're getting towards the actual accessibility part of my list. Uh, I'm sure that you've heard of Aesop Rock. Not to be confused with ASAP Rocky. Oh, that's what I thought you meant, too. Uh, I know you did. Oh, yeah, ASAP's out of jail. Shout out. We didn't update that. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job, Trump. Another good thing that Trump did. Trump is continuing his hot streak. Yeah. Hashtag not all right. <laughs> He congratulated Colby Covington. That was pretty hot, too. We love you, Trump. All right. Coming in at number 30, we've got None Shall Pass by Aesop Rock. It's a uh, fucking really, 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 really good rap album. Um, how many reallys was that? Four. Five. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, Aesop's my favorite MC. Um, he's uh, got the largest vocabulary in the game, which is probably why I like him so much. But uh, the flow on this record and the beats... It's just awesome. He's got good collaborators like LP. Love and, LP. Uh, oh, yeah. To let you know how important vocabulary is to Josh, he, he didn't want Jeff to have any control over the Twitter account. <laughs> I have a problem. You do have a problem. Are you saying my punctuation is whack? Yes. Uh, that's the, the punctuation is the least of your problems, Jeff. <laughs> uh, but I love you. Aesop Rock, he, he's been kicking it for a long time. He continues to churn out some good, some good tracks. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. How, uh, how old is that one? Uh, that came out in 07, so where are we? 12 years? Yeah, cool. Uh, number 30 for me is also a rap album. Mm-hmm. I, I love rap music, but the albums seem few and far between on my list. I'm not sure why. But number 30 is Watch the Throne. Ooh. Kanye and Jay-Z's magnum opus. Fuck with me. Uh, you know I got it. That's from Magna Carta, but still, oh. a very good song. <laughs> Fuck that up. Um, but no, uh, Watch the Throne... With, You've had a lot of albums where you have two rappers or a rapper and an R&B singer come together uh, and and make something together, but something about this one was different. Every single song on the album is a radio hit, and every single song has some crazy bars in it. I I love this album. I was lucky enough to see Kanye and Jay Z while they were touring this uh, while I was in first year university. Oh no shit! It was dope. They played n-words in paris also 14 times me, 14 times you, the, you went the second night i guess you went the right? second night yeah we saw i'm sorry six you times. said they played it 14 yes times? That jeffrey, like... jeffrey you were there i was at a friday the, the, you went the sunday night i believe yeah yeah i went the saturday and played five or six times i thought that was a lot that if I, I fucking paid money to go see a band or an artist and they played the yeah. same song six times i would want my money back well they played like 32 songs before that yeah. And then they played that song for an hour straight. Oh, it was like back to back. They didn't just play it and then go to something else and then come back and play it again. They didn't fill out the set with it. No, it was, okay. it, but it was pretty cool. It was a sight to behold. I was pretty drunk, but I remember it being a yeah. fun time. Tight. That's number 30 for me. Where you got for 29? 29. This is, uh, this is one I think that you're going to appreciate. This is OK Computer by Radiohead. Also on my list. Mm, interesting. You'll hear it near the top, I think. Yeah, this is uh, the only Radiohead that made it on... 
to my list. It's the only album of theirs that I really listen to, like frequently. Kid A is pretty good. Uh, the Benz I've heard is pretty good, but OK Computer just hits that spot. Something about the way that album starts with Airbag. Airbag is one of the coolest Radiohead songs. That's the one where, like, the first, it's just like, That's yeah. the first, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Great way to start. Very, very cool album. I'm sure that really sold people on it. What do you got for number 29, Baines? <laughs> uh, also something that's not going to sell people. Uh, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Hell yeah. Uh, once again, back to my nostalgia roots. This is a CD that was one of, if not the first CDs that I went out to HMV and purchased for myself. And I love it. I still listen to it on a, I would say, monthly basis. A lot of fun. A lot of really, really good songs on it. If it came out today, it would not be popular and it would not be cool. No. But does that what? What uh, is it? That one or Meteora that has um, trying so hard? That's that one. Hybrid theory. Fuck yeah. It has that one also. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, very that nice, Jeff. Also, that was good. Thanks for gracing the mic there. I thought no I was problem. sitting here with Chester himself. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Kick it over to you, Power oh, Man yeah, 28. Numero 28. Uh, Peace of Mind by Iron Maiden. Mm. Uh, this is the only Maiden that made it onto my list. It's the first album I ever got of theirs. I mean, I'm sure some people, most people would say that Number of the Beast is their best album. But Peace of Mind just like, it went to a, a oh, here it comes again. It went to a weirder place with their their the later songs in the album. It's got the trooper. It's got die with your boots. The trooper's on. such a it's fucking good song, Icarus. dude, man. It's yeah, it's incredible. Uh, <clears throat> number twenty-eight for me is the Battle for Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is one of those bands that if you like them, you will like every single song. They don't have a bad song. You can listen through and just the style of music that it is. If you dig it, you will dig all of it. Uh, Tom Morello's guitars, Zach Delarocca's vocals, just phenomenal. It's it's a really really good, easy CD to rock out to. Very nice. Yeah, the Rage is one that uh, I should be into, but I've never really been able to get into it. You should just give it give Battle for LA a go and go do something like go for a hike or a walk or a run and Dope. get that going, and it's gonna motivate you Pumps to do you something that day. Excellent. I'll give that a go. Uh, Twenty seven for me. We got Ironworks by the Dillinger Escape Plan. It's a mathcore album. They go. It, it's really complex technical uh, music. Uh, but they're pretty famous like in terms of like their mass appeal, right? They're they're like one of the bigger metal bands on my list for sure. Like people have heard the name the Dillinger Escape Plan, and I've seen them now four times. They're they're not playing anymore, but um, yeah, some of the, the they're well known for how insane their shows are. Uh, their stage presence is bar none uh, the most intense that I've seen out of anybody. I would love to film a piece of you taking Jeff to a Dillinger Escape Plan concert. Oh my god, that would be incredible. Just like in the front row, rocking out. Hell yeah. I yeah, mean, actually every time I've seen them I've been front row, and it's the only way to do it. Can we do a pile of drugs first? Of course. Oh fuck, let's sign me up. Let's do it. Copy. I'll buy tickets right now. Uh, they're not playing anymore. Rest in peace. Uh, number 27 for me is an album that, fun fact, has never left the British pop charts. Whoa, ever. Ever? Hot Fuss by The Killers. Hot Fuss is the debut album by The Killers. It's you would still know on the charts? Mr. Brightside, you would know all these things I've done. Somebody told me. Basically, their big original hitters were all on that album, but the CD itself is very good front to back. There's a lot of slow ballads. A lot of good rock album, uh, got a lot of good rock songs on it. 
but I, I love that CD and I still listen to it all the time. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Number 26, Of Violence by Town Portal. That came out this year and it's already on my list. That's a fucking cool band name. Town Portal? Yeah, yeah. I really like that. They're uh, these three Danish guys. Um, and they, they like Dungeons and Dragons. Probably Diablo. But eh, probably D&D too. Apparently uh, they were never like trained in music but just started playing together. And uh, they write some of the most interesting... Um, unconventional riffs uh, that I've ever heard and like this as soon as I heard this one I couldn't stop listening to it for two weeks uh, it's, it's 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 close to a perfect piece of music the only reason it's not higher on my list is that it came out this year I know that's a tough thing I have a couple of CDs that come, came out in the last couple of years and you don't want to overrate them because they're closer to your memory right yeah exactly yeah cool that's, I'll, I'll listen to that because I like the name of the band so much <laughs> Uh, 26 is a album that I would have hoped to have heard on your list, but not hearing it in the back nine. I don't know if I'm going to hear it on the front nine. Interesting. Or it's the opposite. Sorry, front nine, back nine, whatever. Uh, fully completely by the Tragically Hip. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that you will see it on my list. <laughs> if you don't know, then there's nothing for me to tell you. You you go listen to Fully Completely if you don't like it, then fuck you. Turn this podcast off and go fuck yourself. That makes me want to skip ahead a little bit, but I'm going <laughs> to temper my expectations a little bit here. Yeah. Number 25, I've got White Pony by Deftones. Oh! Yeah, buddy. This is this oh. is one this is one that Cole and I can really bond on. Um, I hated Deftones when I was younger. Saw them. Dillinger Escape Plan opened for them. Deftones was the headliner. They played for three hours. They became one of my favorite bands. And, oh. and and White Pony is just <laughs> oh when you're in that mood it's the only thing that'll get you there. That's me stroking myself oh, off yeah. to White Pony. Do yourself a favor, and especially if you're feeling a little misanthropic. Do we remember what that means, Jeff? Not a fucking clue. Okay. Well, if you're ever feeling a little down, throw on White Pony and really lean into it. Lean into it, boys. That's a fucking great album. Nice choice. Thank you. What do you got for twenty five? 25 for me is the exact opposite. Uh, it's an album called Come On and Feel the Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Uh, this record was recorded with a grade six band. Ooh. Some of it was re-recorded by Sufjan. It's a pretty soft indie record, but it's very pretty. You have to be in the right mood for it. And I don't know if in my adulthood I will ever be in the right mood for it, <laughs> but I know in my youth and young manhood I definitely was. So, so it's one of those super soft. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would like it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that many of our listeners would like it, but um, I do. Yeah. Twenty-five. Very nice. Twenty-four. Rated R by Queens of the Stone Age. Ooh. Front to back, one of the greatest rock albums ever made. C -c 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 Cocaine! <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has uh, some real deep cuts on it. It's got so some of their breakout hit, like the title track, or the, not the title track, but the first track off of it, Feel Good Hit of the Summer, is that's exactly what it is. And it just kicks everything off in the right way. Oh, man. I, I Yeah, I don't even know what else to say about this one. If you want to hear just a balls-to-the-wall rock album, Rated R. Number 24 for me is a record called Black Market Music by a band called Placebo. Hmm. A lot of people know Placebo from, they had a hit in the 90s, uh, I think it's called Pure Morning. 
friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of people know that. Uh, that's a shit song. And <laughs> the album that's from is pretty shit, too. But Black Market Music, which was their second record that came out, is a very dark and dirty indie rock album Ooh. that talks about sex and drugs and homosexuality and Ooh, my a lot of favorite things. <laughs> Jeff, you might actually like this one. Okay, uh, it was showed to me by my friend. Uh, I won't name him. He doesn't have a nickname. He's just my most fucked friend. Fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it the one that lives up island? No. Oh. No. That guy seems <laughs> fucked. <laughs> uh, but Black Market Music is a really fucking cool album. I've said that about all of them. Well, uh, I mean, that's why they're on the list. I don't think anybody listening, unless they're listening specifically for the top 50 list, will want to listen to it. <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I probably won't. Uh, 23. Well, I'm not going to listen to Pork Belly or whatever the <laughs> fuck your last band was. The last band was Queens of the Stone Age. You know what the fuck he meant. I meant Piglet. I couldn't remember what they were called. Pork Belly would be a... Oh, man, I could go for some fucking bacon right now. Uh, number 23, I've got the Brown album by Primus. Uh, we had Primus on the show last week. Well, we didn't have Primus on the show, but I talked about him. <laughs> uh, and here's Primus. <laughs> Bring him out. Oh, if only. The Brown album. Uh, I got to meet Les Claypool once. Very nice experience. He's a, he's a good man. Uh, the Brown album is one that a lot of Primus fans don't really like that much. But uh, it has some of the, their cooler uh, riffs on it, in, in my opinion. And again, it's one of the first ones that I owned. So there's probably a nostalgic attachment to it. Um, but I really like the way the drums are mixed. They sound really cavernous and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's great. It's great. Cool. Shake the, Hands with the, Beef. The Brown album. Shake the Hands with Beef. Is that's, that a song? Yeah, it's a third or fourth song. On the oh, album, that's right? a cool one. Uh, number 23 for me is Watch Out. Ooh. By a Canadian band named Alexis on Fire. Very nice. Named after a stripper. Alexis. Oh, yeah? hmm. This is the most pop punk version of Alexis on Fire. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of fun front to back it's a short album it's quick it's fast paced but it ends with a slow burning banger called happiness by the kilowatt Ooh, one of the better songs on the album and uh it's really good it's one of those albums that shaped me that i still come back to all the time so watch out hunt it hunt it uh 22 for me this is one that you've heard of never mind by nirvana N- never mind never mind yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, okay. It's kind of shitty. Yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't really have any good songs on it. I don't even know why it's on the list. Uh, this was actually the second CD I ever purchased, and I listened to it every day for two years on my paper route in the morning. And I think we clarified two weeks ago that the first one was Silver Side Up, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That was before I... Anyway. <laughs> uh, before you had standards? <laughs> I, yeah, apparently some people think I don't. Shut the fuck so. up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Nevermind has got basically every Nirvana song that you've ever heard on it. Um, probably, well, not you, but the general you. The, people the royal who, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Territorial Pissings uh, is one of my favorites on there. Uh, I know that we agree on that one. Are you, are you done your <laughs> review of that album? You were the one talking. Oh, yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know that we agree on that song. I also really like Drain You. And I mean, really, as soon as I put this on, I'm going to be singing every song anyway. Yeah, Territorial Pissings, by far my favorite Nirvana song. It's Come so on, dope. people now! <laughs> what do you got for 22? 
Number 22 for me is an album that you mentioned earlier, mm. but wasn't on your list. Uh, the Benz by Radiohead, which is the one that sort of thrust them into superstardom, I'd Ooh, say. thrust. There was a lot of very, very radio-friendly tracks on there. And I think even up until this day, it's their most radio-friendly album. What's on it? Uh, Fake Plastic Trees and Just couple couple bangers that hmm. did really well in the UK and America and brought them over here. Uh, so yeah, it's that's a good one. It, it's the same thing as Smashing Pumpkins, like I said. If you want an album that's easy to introduce yourself to Radiohead, listen to the bands because you'll probably like most of the songs. Nice one. Number 21. The last one for today. Thank you for your patience, everybody. We've got Fully completely by the tragically. Oh, hey, buddy! There it is. You knew, you knew it had to show up. Uh, fuck my favorite song, Fifty Mission Cap, is on here. I, if you don't know, now you know. Go get it. That's it. <laughs> it's one. It, it is one of the best albums ever. It doesn't matter ever. whose list it is. No. If you're a Canadian, and you have a dick in your hand, <laughs> right, Dodge? Dick. <laughs> it's a great album. Oh, yeah. Uh, number 21 for me, my final album of the night. Also a Canadian hero, my boy Matt Good in the Matthew Ooh. Good Band Audio of Being, which mm. is the last Matthew Good Band album and not widely seen as their best. But if you listen from start to finish, it's got the coolest story and the best flow, I think, out of any of the Matthew Good Band albums. Interesting. That one has anti pop on it, which is a really funny song. Uh, Matthew Good turned the album in and they said this is good but it's missing a radio single and so he went back to his his studio and he wrote a song called Antipop which was a complete joke just to make fun of the uh, the dicks. industry and the studio dicks That's and that ended up being the number one single from the album <laughs> of course it did That's and cool. I think it's the highest charting uh, Matthew Good Band <laughs> song other than Apparitions and Everything is Automatic up Jesus so great album listen to it Love Matthew Good. Canadian content. Nice move, Matt. Uh, we're lucky enough to be joined in the studio today with... Uh, Somebody I, fluttered in here. I guess a... Now you would say a recurring guest. Two you times the charm. This time we got him in the dusty flesh. The dusty flesh. We got the Mothman in the studio. And uh, he is here to share with us his top five favorite albums. All right, Mothman, what do you got? Cole, do you want to guess... Any of them? Because you could probably get at least one. Um, I think that for sure you have Aha Shake Heartbreak or Because of the Times by Kings of Leon in your top five. Okay. That's two. All right. Well, we'll start with number one, I guess. Or should we start no, with number five? Start five. Usually count, you count down. Count oh, okay, yeah, down. yeah. This is a countdown. I got it. It's like New Year's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number five, Blood, Guts, Bruises by The Dudes. Yeah. Nice. If you listened last week, that was in my top 40. Yeah, I figured... What number was it? I think it was number 36. Okay, I figured it'd make nope, your Nope, 34. List. All right. I just noticed all... I mean, there's just five, but they're all the exact same style of music, kind of, just in different time periods. You're a simpleton like Jeff. That's yeah. why okay. you guys are sharing a couch. Well, at least it's not five Nickelback albums. <laughs> Breath of fresh air. Not I, Nothing I, against the back. <laughs> we love the Nickel Boys. Leave fucking Chad the boys. Dude, I'd go see a Nickelback show right now. I'll buy Hell tickets yeah. right now. Well. If you had tickets for free, I'd go see them. Uh, number four, Where You Want to Be by Taking Back Sunday. Interesting. Did that make your uh, top 50? It didn't. 50? No? It didn't, no. Damn shame. 
Uh, it made my honorable mentions. That is my favorite Taking Back Sunday record. And so did you guys pick these based off like you throw on front to back and like your favorite albums as far as the like complete album? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. we did was we just said you rank them how you feel is your top 50. So th- that's why I had to say a couple times that there was a nostalgic factor to right, them. Right, 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 right. You may not listen to it every day. Some of them may hold a higher place because of the time you were in your life when you listened to it. Right. Yeah. Essentially, if you had 50 albums that you just couldn't live without, right. that's these ones. Okay. Well, these top five are definitely ones that I have in deep rotation, but listen front to back over... Three number three number three in loving memory by big wreck interesting big wreck very dope no Canadian surprise band. there no shout surprise out there yeah we'll see these boys in a few months eh? yeah yeah one tickets yes i heard you fuckers oh yeah you heard me on the radio decorum <laughs> what does that mean number Penman two show. uh number two aha shake heart big uh, there you go Ooh. you got it i got it first try and, fuck you're good at these predictions and number one Road Apples. Interesting. Oh, nice I choice. I prefer that album front to back over fully, completely. Road it's Apples your favorite all-time album, Road mm-hmm. Apples. Wow. I can throw that thing on in the car, in the house, in the shower. <laughs> Is your shower outside of your house? Yes. Tell us some more places where you would throw it on. Uh, in a backyard? In a backyard, yeah. I'd ask them to put it on you know, karaoke night, and I'd sing every song at... Uh, Wherever. Road Apples does have my favorite Tragically Hip song on it. Which one? Cordelia. That? Yeah, I knew uh, that. Very, very heavy. Dope long, song. long time running is also like, Ooh, yeah, come yeah, on, give me a break. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mothman. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Um, any parting thoughts for us, Mothman? We appreciate you coming to join us. No, thanks for letting me show up in your uh, stinky, farty room. <laughs> I've actually been pretty good about not farting tonight. It's First so of all, hot in here. it's a studio. Second of all, you're never going to be fucking invited back after that. Hey, why don't you have a mini fridge in here? It's in the living room. Frig off. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank Thanks for you. Having me. Have a good night, buddy. Okay, enough of that terrible snooze fest bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the fucking NFL. We came here to bring the heat too. Want to break down the NFC and AFC East? Where do we want to start? AFC East? Colbanes, take it away, baby. AFC East, well... We're going to start with the A, hey? Let's start with the A. Now, this is an interesting scenario for us because the AFC East includes the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Josh Powers' favorite team for what reason? I don't fucking know. Uh, You know, it was really Pinto, Ron, that sold me on it back in in, in old 2017. (laughs) Just a man getting doused in mustard. That's really what did it for me. (laughs) That's what gets you off. Oh, yeah, baby. And then the NFC East, which includes the Washington... The team from Washington. I don't. I don't say their name because I think it's racist. You're such a fucking pussy. Uh, And that is Versace Jeff Daughtry's favorite team. Hail to the Redskins. Uh, So I'm hoping for a lot of high level content from you boys tonight. Uh, (laughs) Let's start on the AFC side of things. I'll take it away. Let's start with the six-time Super Bowl winning champion, New England Patriots. All right. Big thing coming out of uh, camp yesterday. Tom Brady. The undisputed greatest of all time quarterback. The king. Getting a two-year restructured contract extension. A couple weird things with with the extension. He actually does become a free agent at the end of this season. He's a free agent for one day. No shit. And so there's a clause in his contract that he can sign another contract elsewhere. So he signed an extension, 
but he has a 24-hour amnesty period at the end of the season. That's wild. It's an unheard of thing in the NFL. I feel like that's unheard of in sport. I've yeah. never heard of anything like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, pretty weird. I heard Adam Schefter talking about it yesterday. Mm. He's an idiot, so I don't necessarily know if it's the best news, but he uh, he's usually got his uh, facts dialed down. Uh, but, Jeff, what do you think about the Patriots? Uh, Going to be tough to defend the throne this year, hey? It will be. No Gronk. No Gronk. They've added some boys. They've added a few solid draft picks. I think Sony Michelle running back's going to have a breakout year. I was going to say that, too. He didn't get much of training camp and missed a couple no, games to start the season. he didn't, so. but um, I hate to pick the Pats when the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a solid bet. Can you really go wrong? They're probably going to go. They're not going to do it this year. They're going to go 11-5, and 12-4. and 4. Oh. 11-5, baby. Yeah, there you go, baby boy. They're going to have another fantastic year. They might not be the top talent this year. They're still going to go to the AFC Championship game. So it's just whether or not the Chiefs can knock them off. They're going to lose Patrick saying. Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. Fair. That's uh, what I'm thinking. I, I said basically the same things in my notes. Uh, losing Gronk is a very large loss. Yeah, what does that make Edelman the number one pass target? Well, he was already. He had more receptions, I think, than Gronk did. Oh, while I'm he just was an idiot. Playing. No, okay. you're not an idiot. That's fine. But I guess Gronk is just taller, so it's easier to see him catch the ball. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I like but, that. But losing Gronk, he's, I would say, the best tight end of all time if he played a full career and got yeah. to actually play For sure. uh, 16 games every season. Uh, and they've got the steroided old man, Ben Watson. To, oh, yeah. He's on all the Mexican supplements this year, eh? How the fuck do you test positive for steroids in the offseason after you've retired? Like, that's not the time to start doing steroids. The time to start is when you're a bum-ass tight end when you're 25, (laughs) not when you retire at 33 with seven kids. I don't know. I feel like the roids might help with those seven kids. Fuck Ben Watson. Pumping those horns out. Yeah. Uh, So I said 12 and 4. I think that they're going to lose Same page here. four games on the road. I think they'll be undefeated at home, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be a very good team. Probably the second seed in the AFC. I like it. Do yeah. we want to move on to the Miami Dolphins? Welcome yeah, to let's Miami. Get, sweep that one under the rug. <laughs> uh, who's going to start a QB? Fitzmagic. You think, yeah, I think that would be you the smart Fitz? thing to do, but it seems like Rosen's really making a case to start. I've heard the exact opposite. I've really? heard that Rosen yeah. is looking like dog shit. I Interesting. They're feeling badly about trading for I him. I thought the Rojo wow. was going to start. Um, I wanted the skins to trade for him so badly. Really? Yes, I did, but no, oh, you're right. Why? I've heard the same things you Then heard. you would have <laughs> four shitty quarterbacks. No, we wouldn't have got Dwayne, baby. Come on, I would trade that pick away. You fuck. Um... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Kenny Stills is going to drop every fucking ball in his direction anyway. So True. They'll be complete shit. 3-13 and 13 I'm going with. Wow. I had them at 4-12, and 12 and, I, <laughs> and I felt bad about that, so I upped them to 5-11. and 11. Oh, wow. Well, okay. A couple of things. Uh, <laughs> if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts a game for the Dolphins, Fit too? he will have officially started 25... Oh, fuck. He will have officially started... A game for eight different teams, which is twenty five percent of the shit. NFL. Wow! A quarter of the teams in the league have had Fitzpatrick as a starting quarterback. That's kind of dope. 
Yeah, yeah, or it shows that you have no consistency or staring power, and you're probably a dog show. And then no one likes you. Yeah, he torched uh, Redskins for 440 yards last year and five touchdowns, and they still managed to lose. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, fuck the Bucks. And then there are a couple of bright spots on the Dolphins. I I Do would tell. be remiss to not is talk about. Is that the about... sun glinting off of their helmets down in Miami? <laughs> uh, Kenyon Drake is obviously a oh, very yeah. good player. You can hate the team as much as you want, but he is a very good player. Uh, on top of that, there's some guys that if you're not really deep diving, you may not know, but uh, that's why I'm looking at my notes. I had to write it down. <laughs> uh, Xavion Howard, the cornerback, is one of the top 10 corners in the league, and he did a phenomenal job of shutting down the number one receiver for almost every team he played against last year. If you look at the passing games against Miami, yes, they gave up a lot of yards. Howard was not the reason why. And they play primarily, at least last year they did, new head coach, things might be different. They played a primarily man defense, and he was one of the best man-to-man defenders in the league. They so they still, got him. They still have Cameron Wake? Yes. They do have Cameron He's Wake washed, there. but yeah. they also have uh, Devontae Parker, who a lot of people that watch the sport think could have a breakout year. Now, they also said that at the beginning of last season, and... He didn't really do very much. He's a very good wide receiver uh, if he puts all the pieces together. So all of that being said, I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win two games. I think they're going to go two and fourteen. No, oh, so we're all we're all in the same area. Yikes. Well, because they lost Adam Gase, and I think Adam Gase was the best piece of that franchise. Yeah, if you're adding yeah. Fitzmagic and Rosen to your fucking. Well, they had yeah. Tannehill last year throwing the ball, right? Yes. So at least I think they went uh, down. Yeah. I truly do. <sighs> yeah. All right, fuck Miami. R.I.P. What about the Jets? The J-E-T-S. What about the fucking Jets? What about Jets? the no. Jets? What's Le'Veon going to do? What do we think? Is this one of the top five most improved teams in the league? Oh, it's got to be. I think they're definitely improved. So they you, add... You, you can't add Le'Veon Bell and not be improved. They also... As much as I dislike his personality. Added Adam Gase, the aforementioned yes. head coach, former head coach of the oh. Miami Dolphins. Big pick, Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. They picked up Ty Montgomery too, didn't they? Yes, they and Quinn Williams, if we can talk about him for a second, <laughs> is an absolute freak. Is a YouTube highlight reel for his on and off the field antics. Did you see the video where he sneezed and blessed himself in yes. the same interview? <laughs> shh, shh, don't tell me that. That that sounds dope. That sounds he like sneezes cool and then he says, "Excuse me," and he says, "Bless you" in the same interview. <laughs> what a polite gentleman. That's Quinn Williams. Uh, and then they have uh, Jamal Adams who, in my books, is one of the top five best safeties in the league. I think that he's going to have a huge impact on the team this year. Their defense is going to be improved. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to get you fourteen to 1,800 all-purpose yards. I think they're going to win seven games. What, uh, what kind of condition do you think Bell is going to be in coming off of a year where he didn't play at all? I think that a, two, be... uh, a month and a half training camp gives you a lot of time to get in shape if you're yeah. working hard. I don't know how hard he's going to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see that. Uh, I have them down as 8-8. Eight 8-8? And eight. Eight and eight. Yeah, I'm an 8-8 eight and eight kind of guy. They, they did sign the Redskins' ex-slot receiver, uh, Jamison Crowder. Mm. Um, great slot guy. Could could have an 80-ball, kind of 1,000-yard kind of guy. Very sure-handed, very quick in the slot. Um, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a lot better year than last year with Le'Veon back in the backfield there. 
I saw his yardage. Low there. His yardage was fucking low. Yeah, I, I was... thought that he threw for more yards than he did, but no. he had he's a He's the opposite year. of Big Ben. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he's the reverse Big Ben. Also, yeah. Jamison Crowder, not to be confused with the Jamison Crowder, former Boston Celtic, current Utah Jazz oh, I didn't uh, small forward. Oh. Very different player. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys, though. Eight and eight, seven and nine kind of scenario. Uh, probably missed the playoffs, but, you know, make a good run for it, though. Yeah, they and to your earlier point, they definitely are improved over last season. There's no question there. I think that the best thing they could have done was gone all in on Adam Gase and just been like, okay, you're also our GM now. Yeah. Here's control of the team. Because <laughs> you know he sure as fuck would not have signed Le'Veon Bell. He would have been like, we're going to bring in three running backs that can do the exact same thing. <laughs> the <laughs> commi- you love the committee us, run. Yeah, yeah, $18 million a year. Yeah, tie up all that cap space and just get nothing but drama. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, you mentioned Ty Montgomery. Do you feel yeah. like that's a good signing? or uh, I'm actually rather unfamiliar <laughs> with him. I just heard the name and jotted it down because oh. it's a name I recognized. Oh, I think that he's pretty dog shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's Damn. known for fumbling <laughs> the ball in like well, high-pressure scenarios. In that case, I'm extremely happy that they signed him. Good, good, <laughs> good move for the Jets. Um, continue to fuck yourselves. Also, Adam Gase would not have signed Ty Montgomery. Uh, moving on, Josh, we're going to let you kick this off. These are your boys. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to try and keep this brief so that you guys don't have to uh, live in this place with me. Um, <clears throat> Bill's made a lot of moves in the offseason. Uh, notable pickups are Mitch Morse, TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore, Cole Beasley, John Brown, Cody Ford, drafting of Devin Singletary, drafting, uh, drafting of Ed Oliver, um, I'm very excited. Oh, we also picked up Quentin Spain and Spencer Long. Unfortunately, a bunch of these dudes on the O-line who have been looking really good in training camp are injured. So the O-line upgrades that we got that got me all fired up are all moot hurt. So hopefully they come back soon enough. Um, but that's, that's a big question mark. Um, I think TJ Yeldon is a really good pickup. I think um, Cole Beasley is too. Cole Beasley is huge. Both of those guys are very, very quick guys that are uh, versatile. Yeah. TJ Yeldon can catch passes. He can run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley can run short routes and long routes, and he's a good slot receiver. I yeah. think those are both good pickups for a team that is going to have a suspect offensive line with a yes. quarterback that is not necessarily sure of his arm all the True. time. True, and, and I mean, like, to be totally frank, in training camp right now, his his passing has looked pretty suspect, which is really unfortunate. Um, Does I he was, look fast though? Um, from all reports, the running is still is still looking good, which is fine by me. He could have more yards than yards than any of our RBs, and I'll still be happy. What's uh What's your boy Frankie Gore got left in the tank? Fuck, who knows, man? He might just go forever. He's, he might, man. I like Frank Gore. He's he awesome. moved into top ten. Like, yeah, I saw he's that. Like, Blown I away. think he's close to top five now. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm seven or eight. I think he was too. Yeah. All purpose yards. And it's a one year contract. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have him there. Shady McCoy. At the very least, some... he's he's good backup for Shady because Shady yep. gets hurt. Yep. But it's just like that's a crowded backfield now because that's three guys that all expect to get the ball a lot with T.J. Eldon yeah. as their third string. Right. But I mean, if you look at, I, I would much rather have three guys who are expecting to get the ball when, especially based on last season, looking at the shape that uh, Shady was in and how hurt he was. And, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd rather have the depth. I think that that was really the focus of uh, Brandon Bean, our GM, was just building depth. Not to be confused with Oakland Athletics former general manager Billy Bean. Moneyball, they call him. <laughs> oh, Billy Great Bean flex. is a sick name. <laughs> uh, 
what does the quarterback depth look like outside of Joshua Power Allen? Uh, not not great. We got Matt Barkley. You know, he was serviceable last season. I actually don't. I don't. I don't dislike him. Ask Dodge a, a thing or two about Barkley. He's, oh, did you uh, have Barks on, on on the skins? No, he couldn't make the Redskins roster. <laughs> Very good college quarterback. That's all I gotta say. Ten about years that. ago. Um, and last but not least, I'm just going to quickly go over the defense. Uh, defense is going to be sneaky good this season. We uh, allowed the second least rush yards last year, or second least yards in the league last year. Um, because the games were over so early. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo. All right. Anyway, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, uh, Ed Oliver, the aforementioned, several others. It's going to look good. Uh Buffalo is going to take a big step this year. Josh Allen is going to look great. Uh, y'all are going to suck my dick. When is Vontae Davis going to unretire during a game <laughs> and pop back into the lineup? He, he may want to. That's He's going to be inspired. Josh and I were playing Madden the other day, and Vontae Davis got injured during the like first play of the game. He's like, who the fuck is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it again. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's Buffalo finishing with? 4-12. Okay, five and eleven, yeah. Ten and six. Ten and six. Ten and six, buddy. Come on, like, no, I I looked at their schedule. Let me look. Okay, so I don't want have... you to read their schedule. You just read their entire depth chart to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. There's no way they're gonna win two games against the Pats. They're not gonna nope. win two against gonna, the Jets. They're, they're gonna, not win, gonna two... win. You think they're gonna win two against the Dolphins? A hundred percent. They're going to win one against the Pats. Any divisional's tough. When, okay, sorry. Question for you. Yep. Do the Bills play the Finns within the first four weeks of the season? They do not. Oh, okay. I was going to say you're going to get fucked by Fitzmagic, but... Okay. Nope. They play them one, two, three, three, four, five, six. Week six mm-hmm. is the first meeting of the Finns. That could be Josh Rosen's second start. So you might actually win that game. They're going to win that game. <laughs> I think you underestimate the power of the Bills. I do, because they suck. They don't. Okay. And they won't. Anyway, did I say on. two and fourteen? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, you said four and twelve. Oh, you said two and fourteen yeah. for I the fans. I said fans. five and eleven. <laughs> I'm really underrating all of these players. Y'all are out to lunch. Okay. NFC, NFC East, baby. Let's start with the team that I think is going to come last in the NFC East: the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Sorry, that was just a hot take. That was dumb. Let's start with the Eagles, though. Uh, I Eagles. have a personal. Vendetta against the Eagles. They'll I win the division. They're one of the most hyped up teams uh, of the 2000s. I think that they're not that good. I the, think, especially that, now. I think that Carson Wentz is has played 11 good games in his career, and for some, for some reason, everyone thinks he's the savior. Yeah, everyone cl- classifies him as like a top 10 QB. Yeah, I don't think so, and I don't think they have a good running game. I love Darren Sproles. I do too. Darren Sproles is a former Saint. I fucking love but. having him there. But he's old. The wrong side of father time, isn't he? He's small. And he's, I mean, he's always been small. But I don't I don't think the Eagles are going to be that great this year. Nope. Their strength is on the defensive side. Their receiving core is suspect. Alshon Jeffrey is good. Dropped a lot of balls and got injured last year. I like Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is the one shining star. I'd yep. say Zach Ertz offense. is top four tight end in the NFL, would you say? No, yeah. yeah I agree with that. Yeah. Big dick Nick is gone. Big Peace. Dick. Um, honestly, I'm not even joking. I know that I say a lot of stupid shit on here. You do. I think the Eagles are going eight and eight. Wow. I have eight and eight as well. I got ten and six, winning division. Wow. In a very non-powerful NFC. Yeah, Actually, I, yeah. Looking at this list, this is uh, yeah. 
suspect. I think they'll squeak out. I think that uh, these are four of the most storied franchises in league history. I think that this league gets, or this division gets hyped up more than any other division in football. Is that because of Dallas? It's because of all four of the teams. All four of those teams have won Super Bowls. All four of them have won multiple Super Bowls. And all four of them have had huge, big names for as long as the NFL has existed. Well, they all look like shit now. <laughs> Let's move on Sorry, to Jeff. actually the shittiest team in the division. The, the Giants. <laughs> the New York Giants. The New York Football Giants. There's not much to say here. Daniel Jones was a ridiculous pick. That was I can't believe how fucking stupid it was. I was so happy, obviously, as a Redskins fan, but how stupid it was. You got to wonder, honestly, at a certain point, if that's like a racial thing. Like, you pick an obviously not as good white player over picking an obviously better black player. Why would you not take Dwayne Haskins? Who the Redskins got, which I love, but... Yeah, I, I can't believe it. He I, looks awful. His, his Even his college tape looks bad. Like, he played a, at Duke. Duke isn't a football powerhouse. No. 95% of all of their income goes towards their basketball team. It's why they're the best Thank basketball fucking team in the world. Much. Maybe they, his dad did someone a favor. No, his his parents are friends with the Mannings. He's part of the Manning Passing Academy. Oh, there you go. He'll be a. That's not who you hand the reins of the biggest market in the world over to. <laughs> Ridiculous. Hey, again, as a Skins fan, I love it. They're going to go three and thirteen, and all three of those wins are going to be on the labored back of possibly yeah. one of the best players to suit up this year, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley yeah. under over yardage rushing. Oh, my over under is is like thirteen hundred. Like I think that he's gonna be really fucking good this year. If I had the f- first overall pick in any fantasy draft, I'm taking Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I agree. I I'm buying stock in him. I think yeah. that he is gonna be the best running back in the league this year. Fourteen hundred forty yards, fourteen touchdowns. He can catch too, man. He's he so fucking good out of he's the. He's gonna backfield. catch 50, 60 balls. Yeah, he yeah he's the lone bright spot and I, I think that he will honestly carry them to some wins sure their he defense is dog yeah. shit um they're actually who i believe there are two receivers um who was it? Corey coleman probably their best receiver Torres acl already he's gone yeah um and then Gold, they had golden tate golden tate's on a four game suspension for doing some uh i don't know exactly what he's doing but extracurricular extracurricular maybe we'll just say cocaine why not yeah we'll he was that. doing coke actually doing blow. that's why yeah. he got with eli manning yeah well he, that'll happen <laughs> Eli loves Coke too. That's why he has such a crazy demeanor. He's a massive addict. Um, um, yeah, three and thirteen. Yeah, you, I you? I think three and thirteen. I got four and twelve. Okay, yeah. we're on the same page. I'll throw him another bone. They can steal two from the Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> which Bring, brings us into <laughs> the Yeehaw. Dallas Cowboys. The I, Dallas Cowboys. This is a team I don't want to break down too much. No, I think Dakota Prescott go. is not that good. I think everybody thinks he's good. He's not. I think he. Was I? I think that he and Cole Beasley worked well together, and I think that that inflated Cole Beasley's uh, sort of value. I don't think that anybody was looking at the free agency list and saying, "Oh, I really wonder about Cole Beasley's inflated value." That's why he went to the Bills, Josh. Um, You wait and see, baby. You wait and see. (laughs) Dakota Prescott, not very good. Amari Cooper, yes, he's good. Very good. Whatever. You need somebody to throw the ball to you. Zeke, obviously top five running back in the league. If Zeke Maybe signs. Maybe not going to play. If Zeke signs, it's great for them. If Zeke doesn't sign, great for me. Um, great defense. Randy Gregory's an absolute beast. Probably have 12 to 14 sacks. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch, I think he – I'm not going to say he's going to win the defensive MVP, but I think he'll be in the voting. I think I that – the guy's an absolute fucking freak. Yeah. Sideline to sideline. A tackling machine. 
His wingspan is insane. He can knock a lot of balls down over the middle. The sideline to sideline thing that you said is super true. I, there's not too many players that can <laughs> go laterally like that. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he's that's a freak. one guy I have no problem giving the cowboy props yeah. to. And we hate the fucking cowboys, so that's a big pat on the back right yeah. now. Yeah, and their head coach is an idiot. Their GM and owner, vice president, whatever his name he's is, is a fucking idiot. Um, eight and eight. Eight and eight. eight Nine and eight. seven. Eight that and eight. area. Eight and eight. Which brings us to the Washington Redskins. The team from Washington. My team, as everyone knows. I'm sure if you know me, you know I'm a big Redskins fan. Um, no slippers this week. No, it's too hot at wintertime only, bro. I'll wear them mm. to the pub one night. Um, got three. Like Cole said, Cole was talking shit, but he's got a good point. We got three average quarterbacks at best. Um, they drafted Dwayne Haskins, the 15th pick overall. Um had a chat with a few Redskins fans. They think he should start right away. I think they're absolutely nuts. Dwayne I, Haskins also, sorry to interrupt, but no, the, no. the consensus second best quarterback in the draft yeah. behind Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went one. Dwayne Haskins went two. Um, I don't want to see Dwayne Haskins play till at least week 10. I wanted to learn a few things under Cole McCoy and Case Keenum. Not the best teachers in the world, but solid veteran quarterbacks as well. Yeah, both of the those guys have learned multiple playbooks, yeah. know how to run an offense. They're smart quarterbacks. Know how to... Uh, be signal callers because they've both been backups before and I think both of those guys have a lot to teach now the one thing I would say is neither of them play the same style as Haskins no right? it's a very different way different game yeah um, I think Colt McCoy will start week one uh, I think he'll get hurt like he always does he's a fucking ballsy motherfucker he will not slide take a big hit Case Keenum will come in play like shit um, I think Dwayne Haskins will start week 10 so at week ten, when uh, he takes over the reins, what do you think their record is? Three and seven. Yeah, their first five games are absolutely fucking nasty. Uh, Minnesota, New England, divisional games. Um, I think the best part of Redskins this year will the defense. I'm gonna be a top. I think they will be a top ten defense. Um, they're gonna surprise a few people on offense and make some big plays, win a few games they shouldn't win. Um, they have a couple of studs on the defensive side. They got of the a ball. few studs. Ryan Kerrigan, it's a sack machine. He's the most. He's just that solid guy, 12 to 14 sacks all year long. Um, pressure on the quarterback all day long. Their other draft pick, Montez Sweat, out of Mississippi State, at edge rusher. He dropped. He was projected top 10 pick in the draft. I still don't know why he dropped that low. Um, I'm happy as shit. Guy's an absolute beast. He's a very Julius Peppers-ish. Mm. Long, very quick on the outside edge, can knock balls down left, right, and center. Absolute freak of an athlete. I think he'll win uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. If he if he stays healthy and starts, you know, fourteen to sixteen games kind of scenario. Um, I think Jordan Reed's gonna have a bounce back here at tight end. Jordan uh, Reed, obviously very talented player that hasn't panned out no. in terms of the number of games he's played. You can't get that guy to play more than ten games, no, right? He's made a fucking glass. But yeah. um and what about the running back situation? Honestly, they're probably going in with their best running back situation since after Morris had that huge year. I think the boys are going to pound the rock by committee. I think Darius Geis uh, bounced back here. He was drafted last year with the Redskins. Um, blew his ACL first pregame season of the year. You still got AP, right? We still got AP, man. AP. Got that solid vet in the back. I think him and Geis, nasty one-two punch. Uh, Chris Thompson also, they call him the Swiss Army Knife. He can <laughs> fucking just do everything. Quick guy, very Darren Sproles, really very quick in the backfield. Back. Yeah. yeah, I think those guys sharing the load uh, be a great run game. Um, uh, they need it with the quarterbacks we have. Um, Skins are gonna surprise some player, some people. Nine and seven, gonna get the last wild card. Nine and seven. Nine and seven, gonna squeeze that so, wild card in oof. at week ten. Yes, and win out. They're gonna win out. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Yeah, I like the faith. 
You gotta have some faith, boys. Nine and seven. Hopefully, get a wild card. I got him at six and ten. I see where you got that from. Yeah, I had him at five and eleven. No disrespect. No, Honestly, no, I, I think they're going saying. in the right direction. Yep. I think it's tough going into camp with three quarterbacks. You also have a ruthless schedule. It's fucking yeah. nasty. It is really you know? bad. Yeah, I wanted to complain about that kind of shit, but I saw it and I was like, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. gets a couple seasons it's, of just uh, absolute dog shit. And they'd be lucky to be two and three after week five. Yeah. Yeah, fair well, enough. That's very lucky, too. And Cole McCoy will be lucky to still be in the NFL at the end of the season. <laughs> he will. He <laughs> might be an offensive coordinator next year. <laughs> He's a smart guy. He's Who a very knows? smart guy. Uh, no playbooks, like you said. That that wraps it up for uh, my level of NFC. Yeah, that's yeah. about all I got out of there. That was fantastic breakdown, boys. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're running uh, we're running pretty long here. Do we have uh, any quick little stories to wrap it up, or do you guys want to? Uh, any final countdown here, Jeffrey? Final thoughts? I don't, man. I really don't have much more to say. I heard you had to fire a guy at work the other day. Ooh. I did. He had no teeth. <laughs> Is that Is why that you why... fired him? Mm. No. Um. He showed up late four days in a row. That's a fireable offense. Thought that was fine and no big deal. How and late? How late we talking? Uh, first day, hour and 15 minutes late. Jesus what? Christ. The traffic was bad, man. I come from a lot further area of town than he does, so. Okay, There's so no fucking excuse. Oh, my God. On day four, the day that you fired him, yeah. when he walks in, is he <laughs> is he looking confident and happy to Very, be at work? Yeah, that's what pissed me off the most, Cole. Very nonchalant. Oh, just like he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, am I late? Well, you should be here at 730. It's almost nine. Oh. Oh, I texted you last night. Here is the text. Yeah, you're right. Um, can you please grab your shit and get the fuck out of here? And he looked at me like I was the asshole. I was very blown away, actually. I was more... Wow. What did he say? He said that was... He thinks that was bullshit of me to fire him like that. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> After being late four days in a row with no excuse. Yeah. Four days in a row. It's four not just four row. days. Only work four days, and they're all late. Yeah. Was what he at least a good worker shit. for the... Th- Five and a half hours average a day. At, average at best. Mm, perfect. So, you know, if he was a great guy, worked eight, nine hours a day, been a little late and bust his ass, he may make it work. Or maybe he was late because he had to, like, if, if he was late because he had to take care of his cancerous mother or something. Yes. Then you're just like, but all right, sorry, pal. But, like, and not even calling to say, like, hey, boss, I'm going to be a little bit late. Didn't even bullshit me. Like like you said, make him a bullshit excuse. Got an accident, ran out of gas. Hit a blind guy. Whatever. Got, got laid this morning. Yeah. <laughs> got a fucking cop to BJ from the old lady. Ah, dope. Give him a high five. And he had no fucking teeth. <laughs> no teeth. What a piece of shit. <laughs> we don't like people without teeth here. <laughs> no, we don't. That's where we draw Except the line. Except in the NHL. That's dope. We're yeah. pro-dentite. Yes. I'm, a, I'm an anti-dentite. Are you? Anti-dentite. Don't go to the dentist, but keep your teeth. I've been to the dentist three times in my life. Uh, I had a Ginger nine year. Vitus. Don't brag, uh, Richie. No, this is dope, dude. I, I like my the last time I was there, the dentist was like, "Wow, you have some of the best teeth I've ever seen." I think it's my Hungarian blood. I think that's what did it. I, I think, think what he actually said was, "You have some of the best teeth I've ever seen for somebody who's been to the dentist <laughs> twice before this." I've only ever had one cavity. Suck my horn. <laughs> nice horn drop. I think I think that's a good way to end it. That concludes a solid suck episode. my horn to, to top us off. Wow, boys. Uh, sorry for coughing into the microphone. Hey, did we uh, did Clear we ever throat. get any like questions or what's going on there? Yeah, one guy asked how big they were combined. Oh, fuck, that's gonna be a sad. Tank result. to tip. <laughs> yeah. Between, yeah. Well, you got to get the maximum between me and Dodge. That's like eight, eight inches. <laughs> so we're looking at. 11? Maybe around 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Good job, boys. Success stories we are here. Yeah. You want to find right. out one day? Hit us up on the fucking Twitter, Instagram. 
Facebook if you must. We love you. I love all of you. And we thank you for listening. Why not dine us? Please, by all means, stand up 69. And have yourselves a great weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.